What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. What's up, Ronis? Uh, what NBA bets are you sweating right now as we uh, as we start things up here on a Thursday night? Uh, only two games in action so far. A lot of it is about to kick off here. Actually, three games are about to start, and then there's two uh, late games. But uh, my first one that I have is Marcus Smart over 16 and a half points and assists. Uh, and right now he's got six points, two assists in the first quarter. So looking pretty good. He had a couple other assists that were uh, – he could have potential, two potential assists, but they were – fouls one on Jalen brown one on robert williams so uh, his point total too was only 11 and a half but when i saw 16 and a half and he's been playing well brooklyn obviously very short-handed right now not good defensively so was really looking at marcus smart tonight so is Kyrie going to be able to play now home games not, not yet so the mayor of new york city spoke on uh wednesday saying they have plans to stop the enforcement of vaccine indoors but he expects it to take a few weeks. So right now the rules remain in place, but in the next few weeks, uh, there's talk that they're going to lift that once that happens, obviously. And that could be before the end of the regular season, because we're talking a few weeks, we're talking what late March. So the regular season ends mid April. So we could see Kyrie in Brooklyn uh, playing home games at the end of the regular season, but he still won't be able to play in Toronto. Um, and we got a long way to go, but right now, uh, you know, there's a chance Brooklyn can play Toronto in a playing game. But if Durant comes back, Kyrie comes back and Simmons plays, then I'd expect the Nets to move up. So uh, still a ways away from that. But yeah, I mean, that's why if you bet on Brooklyn or you're a Brooklyn fan, you're feeling optimistic. And then on the flip side, like all these players now that are starting, they're not going to start when Brooklyn's fully healthy. So a lot of these role players are getting valuable experience right now. I mean, you have to look at it from that perspective. These guys are playing against the starters. Like Boston tonight, they are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They are playing great. And you got these guys who are going to be coming off the bench now getting experience against a, a very formidable opponent. So, uh, you know, if you look at it from a positive perspective, obviously the negative perspective is, all right, you're just throwing Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, all these guys together and – Okay, here you go. You got about like 10 games to get assimilated to each other. Now go into playoffs, which obviously is not great, but sometimes talent trumps in the NBA. When you have a guy like Kevin Durant, if he's healthy and Kyrie Irving, you know, you can overcome that. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) You lost me a couple of words ago there, but uh, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Uh, I'm just keeping my eye on the uh, on the on the bets on the uh, on the future stuff that you threw down uh, on yesterday's episode. Just good stuff there. We also had uh, Adam join us on the uh, Fantasy Alarm Show uh, yesterday as well. So you can listen to that on the SXM app, where you can also listen to this podcast, where you might very well be listening to this podcast um, also. Um, you know, you know, it's, it's it's weird. You know, it's like it's tough, slow news. You know, it's a slow news time right now. You know, games are just getting underway. There's really not a lot of like action going on. You know, the the stuff back and forth with uh, with MLB and 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 that stuff and and the negotiations and you know the 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 owners putting that you know that that threat out there that you know if if we don't. If we don't come to a deal by February 28th, we start canceling games and you can't take that back. Right. Like, I mean, that was not the 
the, the, the hard stance to take. And, and it seems unlikely that they would, you know, abide by that deadline. And, but, you know, whatever. So, you know, it's like there's disappointment on both ends, you know, and, and just in the overall negotiating uh, process. But you know what, man? Through all of that, dude, the Twitter sphere, it's still it still buzzes with some of the most ridiculous stuff uh, as well. And, you know, this is actually some one of these things that, that actually it got brought up um, again, you know, today. And I saw something going on about it uh, the other day as well. Um, and you're kind of caught in the middle of this, Adam. You're actually because you're a, you're a regular high stakes player. Right. It's the it's that that debate that goes back and forth about who's a better fantasy player and why don't the people in tout wars and labor play in the high stakes leagues and high stakes people, you know, cracking on, you know, industry tout people who, you know, work through this industry and were invited into it. It's that that constant like we can't play in the sandbox nicely together. We're all playing fantasy baseball. Can't we just be happy about that? Like, why do we need this whole, you know, high stakes players crapping on tout wars people uh, and then just, you know, fantasy people cracking on on high stakes people who do, you know, wacky things with their, you know, with with their money and their draft strategy. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really get involved because I, I do think it's a waste of time. Um, you know, I don't play a ton of volume in the high stakes leagues. You know, those guys that do a lot, I just do a little bit. Uh, there are people in the industry who do play in the high stakes leagues. There are a few, um, that do dabble in and have done well. So, um, you know, you have people that are good analysts that are just not good fantasy baseball players. It's absolutely true. Um, and you could just look at the records and see there's people who've been in the industry leagues for a long time and just don't do well, don't perform well, but maybe they give good analysis and they help people with, I mean, that's really our job is to help people. Well, we want to help people win, but is to deliver information to help people in their leagues. Um, and there might be someone you follow that you really like that doesn't do well at all in the leagues you see in performing, but he helps you win, gives you good advice. That's fine. I mean, that's really his job. I think it does help to follow people in the industry who also win because it's a, it's like anything in life, right? You know, you want to, you, if you have like a financial advisor, you want to see them make money, right? You're probably not going to take advice from someone uh, who consistently loses money in the market, right? So uh, you, it helps if you follow someone that, not only gives you good advice and analysis, but also when they're posting their results, they perform well. Now you can't win every league, uh, but if someone's consistently finishing near the bottom, there's probably something wrong. Now I know some people are good at drafting and they're not good at working a waiver wire. Some are not great at drafting, excellent at the waiver wire. Maybe they make good lineup decisions. So there's a lot of different things that go into it, but to me, it's up to the individual consumer to make that decision. And, you know, the high stakes leagues guys, some of them are boring as fuck. They just are <laughs> terrible at communicating and you don't want to listen to them. And they might be one of the smartest people in the world and obviously great at fantasy, but they're not built for radio podcast. Maybe they can't write. So there's two ways to look at it. And you got to remember, too, some of these guys are also playing like 15 leagues, you know, and you can spread the risk. You can do different things. 
So you have to take that in consideration as well. Like here, you know, we got a couple of industry leagues. Um, so I don't know. I think to me, I saw it today. It's just such a waste of time, man. If you don't like um, or respect the industry leagues, don't pay attention, man. You know, move on. Um, there are, I mean, look, there are people in this industry who consistently don't perform well. It's it's the truth. And then there are others that do. So you can follow the ones that do. You can listen to it, whatever it is, man. But I don't know why you got to shit on it. You know, I mean, I look, it bothers me a little bit that there's no money on the line because I've won. You know, I've won top wars three times. So did I win anything for it? No, I actually fucking lost money because I had to pay a fee. So I lost. <laughs> I mean, it's got me recognition, which is great. I mean, has it helped me? I don't know. You guys brought me on. Did it help in your opinion that I did well in industry leagues? Was that a selling point? Was it a small piece? You tell me. It is. It is a, definitely. In my opinion, it is a selling point. Right. We're not, you know, again, like you said, you know, if you finish consistently at the bottom, you know, listen, you, you could be in tout wars because. You know, you just, you know, for, for longevity in the industry, right? I mean, you know, you, you develop relationships, you throw your hat into the ring for it and, you know, and you, uh, and you, and you get the invite, you know, they expanded the, uh, the, the Tout Wars uh, leagues so that they could, you know, be more, you know, be more inclusive, have, you know, you know, the, the, that changing lead, the head to head stuff and everything that, you know, wasn't in Tout beforehand. So <clears throat> you know, for for me, yes, I want to I want to talk to an analyst who wins. I definitely want to talk to an analyst who wins, and that's who I want to bring on. You know, to the uh, to the thing. You know, to the uh, you know to the team. You know what you bring to the table. Uh, you know, obviously, another selling point of you, Adam, is that you do put your money where your mouth is, right? Like that's you know something that you know it's like like you know mission. I talk about that every football season, right? We play in the Westgate Super Contest. We play in the in the Golden Nugget, right? We're we're doing this with our own money. The site's not paying for it. This is what we're doing, and and this is how we're competing. And you know, we we put our money where our mouths are, and you've done that as well with your high stakes game. So that was obviously another selling point. But you know, again, obviously, you know, there's there's the um, the personality quirks that you know we we're still trying to work through. But you know, overall. <laughs> Yeah. I Overall, know. no. Listen, I, 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 you know, I've been dying to work with you for for so many years. Uh, you know, I've always appreciated you on, you know, as a broadcaster, as a competitor, that whole thing. Like to me, that's the package. It's you know, again, it's the stuff where, you know, it, and I'll tell you what, there's another thing that I see in the industry now that I that I didn't see when I was when I was coming up, and maybe it's because it's more about social media now, and maybe because it's such a super saturated market that everybody wants to be in. in. But I, I saw somebody shitting on uh, somebody's draft, like another analyst just really just, you know, cutting down somebody's draft. And then, you know, basically saying you with a draft like this and you're in tout wars, I don't even want to talk to anybody who's in labor or tout wars. You know, it's like somebody who's not in the club shitting on the club because, you know, the part and partial is that, that maybe they do have some hurt feelings that they don't feel included. There's supposed to be some sort of, you know, a little bit of exclusivity with tout and labor with being content producers who are doing it like that. That's who's in these leagues. 
it's not a question of, you know, uh, that that I've got, you know, money, you know, coming out my asshole and uh, and I'm able to, you know, I'm able to put in 10 grand into a in, into a, a, fa- a high stakes fantasy baseball league. Right. And, like and, that to me. What's that? No. And the other thing is, too, again, we're providing content for a vast audience. The high stakes community is very small and it's a lot of 15 team leagues. A lot of home leagues are 12, maybe even 10. So you have to take that into account. So you might be great at high stakes leagues, but can you give people information and help them in a variety of formats and not have tunnel vision and be like, well, I only do the NFBC main event. That's all I know. Well, then you can't be in the industry, right? That's not going to really help. So analysts who say I I don't play head to head fantasy baseball, therefore I'm not going to talk about it. Right. I mean, so when you have a paying customer asking a head-to-head advice. So you give, oh, I can't do it. I'm going to pass it to someone else. So, and I don't know if these guys want to be in the industry. I guess they just, I don't know if they want, I, honestly, I don't know because I can't speak from their perspective. I don't know if they want more recognition, but I mean, why do you, you don't need to shit on the industry leagues. Just don't pay attention then. You know, you, I know the draft that they were referring to and person took a ton of risk and a lot of injuries, but I'm I'm sure there's a draft like that we can find in the high stakes leagues. Are you going to bash that guy? Why? It's okay for him because he's putting up $1,500. What's the difference? I mean, he's wasting money then if you hate it, right? And you want that guy in your league, right? Like, oh, this guy took so much risk. Uh, he just wasted money. I mean, I've seen bad drafts in the high stakes leagues too. So just because you have disposable income to put up doesn't mean you're great. Now, the competition is very fierce and I those leagues are way harder than the industry leagues. It's a fact. Does it diminish the industry leagues? And again, if you don't pay attention or don't care, just leave it alone. Why do you got to make negative comments for? I mean, again, you can voice your opinion, but I don't see the need to, to shit on it. And be like, oh, this sucks. Why not pay attention? Because I'm sure there's people who follow and go, you know what? Uh, this guy wins consistently. This guy does well. I like his advice. I want to see his draft, right? I mean, that's what it's for. They, whoever it is, like, oh, I respect this guy. He always does well. I've seen him, you know, consistently finish in the top five every year. Let me see how he put his draft together. That's essentially what it's for. I mean, look, I play to win. My name's on it. I take pride. It does bother me at times. Like, oh, there's no money. Why am I doing this? But then my name's on it. And I take pride in that because I don't want to see my name at the bottom. If you remember last year in labor, after two months, I was in last place. And that never happened to me before. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? This is not possible. I obviously worked my way out of it, didn't win, finished fifth. Um, but that's the lowest I finished in an industry league. Someone did a study and tweeted it the other day. And it said, um, like, it had me, Fred Zinke, and Jeff Zimmerman, like, in the upper 90th percentile of uh, performances. I think it was labor and tout. Um, and I've never finished lower than fifth in tout or labor in, like, 10 years. So, and I've only been in labor one year, to be fair. Um, but no, two. My bad. I've been in labor two. I finished second and fifth. Fucking blew it in 2020. But it was a two-month season. I was in first the whole year except the last, like, four days. Jeff Zimmerman uh, came and beat me. So, you know, I, I take pride in it. I'm always going to try hard. I'm never going to be that person that gives up. I'm just not me. And, yeah, there are some people that kind of check out. And I hate it. We've discussed this. We've done podcasts on it. I hate it, man. 
Like, yeah. don't join the league, man. Oh, there's nothing, wor- there's nothing worse than when you're sitting there and, you know, I mean, we, we went through that with the Sirius XM host leagues, right? Yeah. I mean, which is half the, half the league checks out, you know, three weeks, four weeks into the season. And you're like, I don't even know who's in or who's out. And then we do, you know, that's the thing. We do so many also. And that's, you know, again, that that's not, it's not an excuse. But I'll, I'll tell you what, yeah, there have been there have been leagues that I've neglected more than others because, you know, of of doing too many leagues and and just you know, whatever, not not tanking and throwing in the towel and just not competing at all. But you know, uh, you know, do, do do I spend a uh, you know a couple of you know a couple of minutes more worrying about some fab in a, in a league that I'm about to win or you know in the one that I'm like you know fishing for ninth place. Uh, kind of a thing. And that, you know, listen, I, I know that that's not, that's one of the things also, and, and I've sworn to do this and I'm, and I'm planning on doing it. I'm going to do a shit ton of best ball, right? I'm, you know, let's have some fucking fun here as we, uh, as we do the, uh, the thing I'm going to actually run this, Adam, I'm going to be doing it uh, and we're going to be doing some, a, a bunch of these as well. And you can jump in on them, but we're also doing, you know, we're going to have a bunch of beat Adam Ronis, uh, uh, drafts for uh, draft champions with our friends over at the NFBC. I'm going to run, and I'm already starting this uh, next week. Uh, I'm going to run 10 best ball drafts off of RT Sports, like the $20 draft masters, right? And just I'm just going to start doing like slow drafts. So I'm going to be drafting at all hours of the day. I'm going to do, I'm going to run the slow clock and, you know, and, and let it do that. But for my season long leagues, no. My season long leagues, I am. I am paring down. I am. I'm. I've already told uh, three leagues that I'm not joining right now. I've got tout. I've got labor, and I've got barf. That's the, that's right there. Is is where I'm at. And then um, I'll probably pick up another like one or two more. But that's it. And I'm I'm tired of doing. You know, and that's that's a problem for for up and coming analysts because you want to get your name out, right? And so you get invited into twelve different leagues. And you've already do you're already doing like eight of your own, and the next thing you know, you're like twenty fucking leagues deep into the season, and and it's impossible to keep up, especially if they're all fab and daily roster moves. Yeah, it can be difficult, man. That Sunday is just so brutal, man, because it's like, you know, I'm playing softball, and then it's like, all right, now I got to do fab, and you know, tout usually is at eight, you know, NFBC's at ten. And it's just like, all right, here we go. And oh, you know, why can't yeah? Why can't we do that? Why can't we just have all of our fucking fab do it midnight Eastern? Like, just have it do do it midnight Eastern. You don't need different days. You don't need different times, right? Like, does that not make sense to you, Adam? It doesn't bother me. I actually don't mind that it's spread out a little bit because oh. I can spread it apart. I mean, I guess some people might say, well. I just want to get it done all at once. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Tout does it a little early because they want to get it out there and show people. I mean, remember they were doing it at one point, like 1 p.m. Eastern? They did for like a year or two. That was brutal. I'm like, come on, man, really? Right. Well, again, there you go. That's the uh, that's the educating the public kind of a kind of a method. You want that out first so that people can see it and they can utilize that. For their home leagues as well, right? So they can see what what bids people are are, are throwing down there. Yeah, mm. but I didn't I didn't like that. No, I did. The different times fuck me up left and right. They really do. 
Uh, and, and it's, you know, they have it in football also, right? Like fucking Scott Fishbowl's like Wednesday at like 10 a.m. Pacific yeah. time, well, yeah, right? Yeah, your time, 1 p.m. my time, yeah. Like what, you know, come on, man. Like that's, I, that's, I, I'm not I, ready I, for that. I mean, I, I memorize it as like, you know, a couple weeks in, but I write everything down to make sure like I have a piece of paper and I have them in order. I'm like, okay, did I hit this one? Did I hit this one? Because yeah, if not, you know, you'll forget yeah you will you know what i don't want to forget a shout out to our sponsors i'll be right back here with adam ronas talking more about this uh lovely topic we're on after this commercial break so adam you write everything down you've got it all do you just like do you run a spreadsheet basically that just says or do you just have like a post-it note sitting on your computer being like you know fsga and 10 p.m. and you know this draft at you know 1 p.m. or this this you know whatever how do you keep track of it all no i just write it down on a piece of paper and i have it like kind of in my work area but i usually by the time we get into the season um i remember it becomes second nature right like you just kind of know i mean baseball is kind of easy because almost everything is sunday my home league does wednesday sunday pretty much every other league i'm in is all sunday and you know, tout is Sunday at eight. Um, NFBC is always 10. TGFBI is in the NFBC platform. So that's at 10. CBS is like overnight, like 1 a.m. So those are the two. I had two on there last year. So those are last. Um, oh, yeah. Yahoo doesn't like roll over until like 4 a.m. Eastern. I don't. I, I did not play on Yahoo at all last year. So but you're right. That is overnight as well. Oh, yeah. We we did do the um, GDD league uh, on Yahoo. I don't know what they do it now because last year I couldn't make it. I guess I'm back in this year. That's uh, it was a local league in New York. Colton, the Wolfman are in that. Um, and now some a lot of industry people have entered that league as well. Um, I guess it's kind of a bar from the East Coast in a, in a way. I mean, there's a couple fans in there um, that don't work in the industry, but kind of uh, several industry people in there now. Um but yeah, I mean, for me, it's spread out. It's like eight and a bunch at 10, then midnight for RT sports and then CBS overnight. So, but yeah, I mean, it does, uh, it does hurt your Sundays, man, because I take this shit serious. So I can't really like it consumes my Sunday night and that's six months, man. You know, in the summer, it's like, all right, I got to take care of this shit. You know, even when I was uh, even on vacation, man, like wherever I was. I had to make sure it's more difficult in that situation. Like, do I have internet connection? All right, I'm on a cruise. I got to make sure I have internet because I got to hit my fab. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I've been the uh, I've, I've been the inebriated guy sitting at the bar in the other room while the wedding reception is going on because I'm doing fab on my phone. I've been that guy. Yeah, look, it's got to be done, man. Yeah, it does have to be done. So, I mean, listen, I, I love it. I really do. I just, you know, again, I, you know, I think it, it's it's trying. I, I've been so jazzed up about, you know, doing some baseball. You know, I did a I did a best ball with uh, with Colton and the Wolfman. Uh, and then I had, you know, a uh, I, I had a, a comp from RT Sports. So I was like, oh, this was fun. Let me just fucking just do another one right now. And I got into that and now I'm doing like, you know, I'm in the Raz Slam draft and that's, you know, done on the NFBC platform points league format, uh, 12 teams. But there's a big overall, obviously. But I mean, it's a 
you know, 42 round draft and it's, you know, draft and holding. We've got like what two waiver periods during the course of the year um, to pay attention to. So I'm like, I'm all jazzed up about it. I'm trying not to let the, the, the negotiation problem bring me down. So, you know, like when I see fantasy baseball sniping at each other, like it's hard enough to get fantasy baseball to be the topic of fucking conversation because everybody wants to talk football still. Like football is 365, seven days a week, right? And it's 24 hours a day. Football, 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 football. You know, so we've also, you know, like we've we've had this this shit on Sirius XM where it's like, you know, you're two months into the, the fantasy baseball season, then we're cutting everything off because we're talking about preseason fantasy football. And it's, you know, so to see like people sniping at each other like that, it kind of just, it bums me out, kind of pisses me off, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, baseball's having a hard enough time as it is keeping its fans and its peoples, right? Like, we, we don't need to be coming at each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, for real, like this, it's been rough the last couple of years and this lockout doesn't help because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of casual people who are just like, you know what, I'm not doing anything until there's an agreement. I know we're going forward and we we keep drafting, but um, you got to remember that the casual player might be like, ah, you know what? I'm not playing until there's an agreement. Why am I going to bother? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and I've been like trying to, I've been trying to like remind people of that aspect and, you know, you know, I mean, it's fantasy analysts are, are kind of guilty of that too, you know, in, in some ways that they're just, not really paying attention to what's going on. They're not doing, you know, it's tough to, to you know, when, you, when you're not getting any news or any information about players and there's no spring training going on, it's it's tough to, you know, to dig through. I've been trying to get everybody prepped and ready, you know, for when the lockout does end. Because, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, Jim and I talked about this in the sense that, Basically, March 3rd, like if they could go till Friday of next week, I know that the 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 uh, the owners put Monday as the deadline. But theoretically, you know, realistically, if you could go another week of negotiating and still be able to start the season on time, you still have four weeks of spring training that, that you'll be able to do if it goes beyond that. So what I've been trying to do is just trying to spin everything. Like instead of us hating on the lockout, let's understand that it's going to be a crazy flurry of action, right? Once the lockout ends, right? You got over 150 free agents to sign. You got trades up the ass that are going to be just, you know, pouring out all over the place. Um, You're going to have position battles and spring training and the injuries are going to crop up. Like we're going to have the longer this lockout happens, the harder it's going to be to get a legit fantasy baseball season preparation together, right? Like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, two weeks for starting the season. If you haven't done your fucking prep work and you haven't been planning on that at this point in time right now, you're going to get fucked. Like, you know, you're going to be like automatic donation uh, to your, you know, to your your league, you know, if you're not really getting yourself prepped and, and ready because this is – this is all going to move so friggin' quick and we're going to be like out of our minds, you know, trying to like deal with the content. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, the rankings are going to move. You're going to have guys that you didn't think were starting that are starting closers that uh, now have the job and they're going to move up. So yeah, there's going to be 
a lot of movement. And that's why you got to be ahead of the curve and, and be prepared now. So this way you have the basis for it. And now when all that activity happens, it's not completely overwhelming. Cause like if you haven't done anything and you haven't looked at depth charts, you're going to be screwed, man. You're just going to be playing catch up. Yeah. It's going to be a, a very problematic situation. All right. Well, you know what, man? So there you go. I'm, I'm preaching the everybody love everybody. E-L-E, right? Jackie Moon said it best. Um, high stakes, folks. I love you. I'll be playing with you. I'm not going to, you know, I don't have like huge disposable income, but I'll be in there. Right. But I, I like my tout wars and I like my labor. So don't hate. We'll just leave it at that. Don't hate on each other because fuck, man, fantasy baseball's got a lot of problems. As is, we don't need to be sniping at each other. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go tend to a, a fish show, Adam. They're uh, they're they're in Mexico for a four night run at Riviera Maya, and uh, guess what, man? They're they're webcasting the whole thing, and and I'm missing it right now. I'm missing the opening song as we speak. So stop, Adam. Stop talking. All right, we're done. See you. <laughs> that's gonna do it for us here tonight thanks so much for liking and subscribing for adam rodas i'm howard bender and we will catch you next time